0: Good morning. Good morning. It is eight thirty on the West Coast, and um, like eleven thirty on the East, Coast. I think my I think my math is correct. I want to welcome you to the show. My name is uh, Clarence Napier. I'm the host of the Three Two One Selling Without Appearing to Sell show, and I am so grateful that you are listening to the show today, because today is the day that we will discuss the one topic that most of our prospects or our contacts I should say our contacts have on their mind about what we do so we named the show today the title 321 clients never work alone and i i probably should have done this show maybe 2 years ago but um, as as any, as, as all the things that our company does, we have this this new uh, motto now, and it, and it goes like this. And I have to make sure I get it right because I just started using this motto. It's it's three two one. Oh, it's it's what we what we teach. We market, and what we market, we can do. And and that's our uh, the motto, our slogan. … that uh, we have come up with for 2018 and beyond. So the topic of 3 two, one clients never work alone, that has really struck a nerve with a lot of people since we uh, started using that that uh, little slogan about a week ago. A week ago. And, I, and I think what struck a nerve with a lot of people was when you normally connect with the uh, or hear about a company that is supposed to help you um, drive traffic and that's the and those are the phrases that that's one of the phrases that people industry people use they'll say we can help your company drive traffic i don't like that phrase by the way or we can help your business we can help you grow your business I mean drive traffic kind of has like a Website, a technical feel to it. Grow your business implies uh, they can help you, you know, find a lot of customers. And what we have heard from people over the over the last probably like nine years, but officially, if I if I went back and and picked a date, I would say three years is. Companies will say things like drive traffic, and we can help you grow your business. And in all honesty, like 90% of them provide the information where it's possible that you can you know, grow your business. I'm, I'm not sure about the drive traffic part, but they provide enough information where you can, you know, if you put all the pieces together and you actually go out and do it. You probably can grow your business. So there's no, there's no complaint there. In fact, I don't have a complaint with any of the companies because we're, we are all grown individuals. We're, we're grown people. We're grown business owners, and those companies do not force any person, business, salesperson to reach into their wallet and slide their credit card or enter their credit card information online to pay for something, you know. People do things out of their own desire to to uh, to succeed. And if if a company tells you tells you that they can help you drive traffic, or they can help you grow your business, and you believe it, and and they are sincere, and you pay for it, then that's that's our capitalist capitalistic system. So that is not my complaint. It's not my complaint about the companies. In fact, I don't have a complaint at all. So the the name of this show is called 321 Clients Never Work Alone, which is totally different than than, uh, our company telling you we can help you drive traffic or we can help you grow your business. So when you hear 321 Clients Never Work Alone, what comes to your mind? Well I will tell you what doesn't come to your mind. Uh, I will tell you what happens when you do buy uh, you know products or services or coaching services or mentor services and or you buy like a, like a, some of these uh, YouTube programs where you can become uh, great at what you do. You don't get you don't get any help. That's what happens. You don't get the help to help you execute. and and like I said, if you end up paying $19.99, that's $1,900.99 for something, and, you, and, and it comes in a box, or you get a series of videos to watch. Uh, I have no complaint about the company that sold it to you. So what does never work alone mean? Well, I will tell you it means that someone is working side by side with you in, in, its, in the pure definition… Uh, you can picture someone um, you know perhaps digging a ditch next to you, or you can picture someone um, you know building a house, or you can picture, picture someone uh, on a team in the corporate environment, working on a big project where you're never working alone. But never working alone implies the person or the company helping you knows more about the subject matter than you do. So it's almost like a mentor-mentee relationship. It also implies never working alone that you're out in the field. So when I was in the military for 12 years as a combat vet, I mean a combat soldier, Yeah, it it was great to have someone who knows exactly what they're doing. You know, it's 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 it would be tough for for me. Uh, you know, back in the day when I was uh, you know in the military, to go out and 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 have the training in the classroom, and then I'm out in the field, uh, either you know in a in a in a in a remote area or maybe not in a, in a remote area. Had to throw that in there, and they say, Clarence. You know, fire up this generator and turn on this communication equipment. And we need we need 14 lines with, with 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 encrypted data. We have 14 lines with encrypted data, and this goes to this customer. And we have some lines that go to the chow hall and the general's quarters. Needs, uh, needs some telephone lines, and we need that up and within the next 30 minutes. If I have if I had never done that before. I wouldn't even know where to start. I would not know where to start with that assignment. So, well, fortunately, when you go out, you know, you know, in the military, and when you go out, even on a, on a civilian job for the first time, whether you work for Comcast or you work for um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of that company that we have in California, uh, uh, PG and E, Pacific Gas and Electric, you don't go out. The first time on a on a you know fairly uh, you know intermediate or complex assignment without a journeyman, someone who has already done it before, because you would be the apprentice. So that's what never work alone means. Never work alone. But in the context of what we do at our company, let me uh, uh, describe the environment. At least from a, uh, a sales perspective, a business development perspective, in the context of the people that we serve at 321 Set Appointments LLC. We support real estate brokers and agents, dentists, attorneys, cosmetic surgeons, CPAs, home builders, and financial services personnel or specialists, aka insurance agents. Those are the people that we support. And how our programs work is that we provide the sales training part, and the reason we provide the sales training part first is because 90 – I would say 95% of the people that we meet with across the board, across all the industries that I just mentioned never had a formal sales training class. They never had one. And it's not unusual for a dentist not to have a sales training class. It's not unusual for an attorney, a cosmetic surgeon. It's not, it's not unusual for a real estate broker to not have a formal sales training class. It's not uh, unusual for an insurance agent to, ha- to not have a, uh, a formal sales training class. Now, it could be possible that those industries, uh, especially real estate brokers, insurance people, CPAs, it's possible that they took business classes in college. It is also likely that maybe a a small percentage of them graduated with a business degree. But even then, that is not formal sales training. And that is one of the… One of the largest obstacles that we have to overcome in our business is because everyone goes in thinking, what I mean, everyone goes into their business and everyone believes that they have the capability or the ability to function effectively in sales. And that may not be true. So I'm I'm not saying that it's not ever, it's never true. I'm just saying based on... What we have seen, the people that we, we have talked to, the people who have trained, which is over several hundred since what 2012, 2013, and formally as our company has been in business since 2015 as, as an LLC, 95% of the people have never had formal sales training. And here's why. Formal sales training, at least when I… Uh, Had to enroll in the class paid for by the corporation, was ten thousand dollars per person. An eight-day class by the Miller Hyman Group, headquartered in Reno, Nevada. It was a ten thousand dollar eight-day class, Monday through Saturday. We took off Sunday, and we finished up Monday and Tuesday of the following week. An eight-day class, ten thousand dollars. Twenty-two years ago. That class today is at least $15,000 to $25,000, and you probably can't enroll in that class as an individual. You probably need at least 50 to 100 people because it was at least 50 people in my class. And the people that were in my class came from different industries like like agricultural… Uh, science, science, um, medicine, um, engineering, uh, healthcare was my industry. so at that at that point, back then, twenty some years ago, that's when I discovered that sales is not about a product because we never talked about a product in let's see fifty six hours, oh, or yeah, sixty hours of sales tra- sales training courses. We never mentioned a single product. And that's when I had – and that's when it was firmly implanted in my head that sales training is not about a product. Sales training is about how the salesperson and that prospect interact with each other such that in the interview, not a presentation, our company teaches that presentations or the least effective way of, of converting a prospect into a client. So the, it, you know, in that presentation, the goal is to have a communication process using a good sales process where the salesperson and the prospect can come to a mutual agreement that the product or service is a benefit to him or her or the company. So that is what sales training is about. It's about how to move a person from the contact stage to the prospect stage, through the appointment stage, and through the closing stage. And closing, listeners, does not mean when the person when you when the person um, writes the check at the very end, like especially in escrow. Uh, in real estate, the closing is not when you receive your your, your check out of escrow on the HUD-1. That's not closing. Closing means the person has agreed to do business with you. And then after the person agrees to do business with you, that's when you move into the task phase of what your product or service is. That's when you move into uh, starting, the, starting the, the home inspection, having the, appra- the, the appraisal… Appraiser come out, uh, having the open houses for real estate, um, booking that appointment so that person can get their root canal done, going to court with the client to settle their case or to litigate the, their case, sitting down with that person to write the actual insurance policy. That's the task side of, of, of selling. The other side that I mentioned contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing that is the effort side. And I will tell you, you know, 99% of salespeople spend most of their time on the task side, and 1% spend their time on the effort side. So now that I've I've gone through, you know, what sales training is, the next phase is business development, and that's where the title of the, the title of this show comes from. Three, two, one, clients never work alone. So on the business development side, once the person or the company has or the group of people have completed the sales training side, the next phase is how to find clients. And the reason why at 321 we insist, in fact, we almost demand that people go to the sales training side is because we cannot help you find clients if you don't know what we're doing, if you never went – if a person has never went – contact has never went through the sales training piece and now we're moving into the business development piece it's going to be like the brand new soldier out in the field that has never you know done anything in in the the military and now they're in a in a a sticky situation where we all have to help each other and we have to perform and we have a lot of we have a new person that has never done anything outside of being in, in the classroom and so what a lot of um Prospects or people that we talk to, they want to move straight to the business development side. And not only will that cost that person a lot of money, it's going to cost us a lot of money because in some cases we are helping you make money because we are also making money as well. And that's if my, 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 my wife who's a realtor… is working on a referral agreement. So if you are the the realtor or the broker or if you're uh, another uh, profession and uh, if you make money, we make money. Well, if we know what we're doing but you haven't went through our training, we can set up all the appointments for you and you may never close because you haven't been trained…  … in what what we know how to do because, see, we're going to set, we're going to make the contact, we're going to prospect the person, we're going to set the appointment, and the only thing that's remaining is the closing. Now, part of the closing, we may have done some of that already because this is how it works, contacting, prospecting, appointment. Most people, if they're not interested, at least at a 50% level… They're probably – let me put it this way. If they are, if they are inter- interested and they make the appointment with, with, with you and with us, they're at least 50% of the way going to buy because no one meets with you if they're not interested at all. So to get the appointment means that you have a 50% chance, maybe more than that. Maybe a 60 70% chance based on how we set it up in the contacting, prospecting, and appointment phases, you have at least a 50% plus chance of getting the sale. And that's the reason why we ask people to go through the sales training part. It's almost like, like a track meet, like a relay race, and the first person… Starts out of the blocks, out of the out of the running blocks, and they're running their first. Uh, let's see, they're running their first uh, 200 uh, 200 meters, and they're getting ready to hand the baton off to the second runner. Well, that's 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 what three two one does. We set it up so we can successfully hand the baton off to you, so you can continue the race and finish it. So. I get excited about this part, I'm actually kind of—it's uh, kind of humorous because what we have discovered in our company is that everybody wants the money. Everybody wants the money from the from the uh, from the prospect and the potential customer. And when we talk with them, yes, they want to they want to they want the money. They want to close the escrow. They want to get that case that maybe they can make six to ten thousand dollars. Yes, they would love to have ten clients that need root canals or orthodontic uh, appliances, you know, Invisalign in their mouth. Yes, they would love to meet with someone who 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 wants to uh, buy insurance at ten thousand dollars a year annual premium. Yes, everybody just loves that. They forget there are steps to getting that person to that phase. It doesn't work like that, where the people you just Happen to meet, will say, just hand over their check. Here's my ten thousand dollars. You know, I want a two million dollar universal, you know, index universal life policy, and I got lots of friends that that want ten thousand dollar a year uh, premiums. No, there is a, there is a, there is a dance that must be had. There's a, there's, there's a song that must be sung before we get to that point. And, and I understand. I understand. See. What I understand with this Never Work Alone and how people uh, feel about it and how people reacted to it when I started posting that is that they have had experiences before where everything was great in the classroom. They went to maybe a weekend seminar someplace and uh, maybe they had some great motivational speakers and everybody was pumped up and they were going to go out and conquer the world after that weekend. They got the manuals. They got the videos, and you know they left. The, they left the building, got in their cars, all pumped up, listening to listening to Rocky music, listening to uh, you know We Are the Champions. You know, listening to listening to all that stuff, and then they went to bed and they got up and they were still kind of pumped up, and then they opened their door and looked outside, and there was and there was no one to help them. All those people that were, that were in that conference room, not one of them, not one of those people were with them. The speaker was not with them. You know, they give you an 800 number. Just call us, and we'll we'll we have some daily motivational speak speakers that can help you get going. So you call that that 800 number, and they say, Joe, you're a great guy. You can do it. Just you know, you got all the steps. You you know, just like we talked about in on the weekend. You're a master of your of your of your life. You are the captain of your ship. You hang up the phone. Joe looks around. Still no help. So Joe, over a period of time, goes right back to the same state Joe was in before he went to that seminar. Spent that $2,000. Spent that money on the plane tickets. Spent that money... $100, $200 $100, $200 a night in the hotel. Yeah, so Joe has a lot of receipts. So the 321 clients never work alone is exactly what it says. And I will do a recap if I didn't explain it enough in the first 20 minutes. Our clients never work alone because after they learn what our sales process is like, we make the calls. … to the clients or the, to the prospects. We do the prospecting. We set the appointments. And at the appointment stage, our, you, are, you are on the line with that prospect. It works like this. Hi, Joe. I have Mary on the line. Mary is the attorney I was talking about, and Mary wants to come by and talk to your employees about her law firm. And Joe says, yes, I, I, <clears throat> I remember what we talked about. Um, I have it down on my calendar. Uh, Mary's coming by to meet with the owner of the company first. In these last four minutes, why would you think the owner wants to meet with the real estate broker, the attorney, the dentist or someone high up in the dental in the dental staff, the insurance agent, the cosmetic surgeon? Why would the owner… Would want? To, why would the owner want to meet with the, the, the technician, the specialist, the attorney, the broker first before meeting with the employees? And I'll tell you why. It's because the employer, the HR manager, does not want to look bad in the eyes of their employees. Why would an employer or the HR manager agree to allow a attorney… Broker, cosmetic surgeon, dentist to meet with their employees when the meeting between the employer and the professional did not go well. That employer is not going to let you meet with their staff if the meeting between the owner of the company and you did not go well. And that's one of the reasons why people need the 3 one training because we will tell you exactly exactly. how to approach that situation. We have a training module, a B2B training module that tells you exactly how you have to position yourself, what posture you need to take when meeting with an employer. The thoughts and the the things that are on the mind of that employer are not what you think they are. It's not what you think. And one of the things I already gave one of them away is… The employer is not going to let you meet with them unless you can, you can make that employer look great in the eyes of the employee, in the, of the employee employees. So if you're going to go out there and, and do a great job and those employees are happy, that makes the employer look good. If you go out there and make the employer look like a dog, that employer is going to have problems. that he or she is going to have to deal with for the next couple of days if not weeks. And that's the main reason why employers don't always want to meet with uh, professionals to to market their services to a group of people. That's it. That's one of the reasons there's like two or three more. you got to take my training class to figure it out to understand why it is. But that's the reason why we recommend not recommend, demand, because I'm not setting an appointment up with any for anyone if they don't know what the employer expects. That would make my that would make my company look bad. You wouldn't make any money. I wouldn't make any money. So we don't do it. We do not even set we don't even go to that go to go there unless that person is prepared. Because here's the deal. As an account executive in a Fortune 500 company, we've had training on how to approach that situation. This all this I mean it's not like, it's not like a lot of information. I could squeeze it down into 2 hours, but it is not something where you just kind of just, you know, um, just, you know, bebop or just t- you know, uh, dance into the employer's office and and tell that employer about your product or service, your law firm, your real estate brokers, your dental practice. And the employer says, oh, yes. Yes, you can meet with our, with our employees. Oh, that was easy. Let's do it over and over and over again. If it was something that we could do all over and over and over again, everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be doing it. And they're not doing it because it's not as easy as people think it is. Anyway… I want to thank you for listening to the show. The title of this show is 321 Clients Never Work Alone. Make it a great day.